Welcome to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hi and welcome to this episode. Thanks for tuning in. This time I was interviewed by Mark Simpson and Mark is the founder of Boostly, a leading hospitality marketing agency. Um, He also has the hospitality community on Facebook because he likes to help SA businesses to increase their direct bookings. And Mark's been enjoying my podcast too, especially the way that I document what's happening in our service accommodation business. So he was asking me about that and also why I got into service accommodation in the very first place and why, along with my husband Pete, we chose Progressive for our training. So here's the interview and enjoy. Thanks. Okay. Welcome, 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 everybody. Um, So as it says on the title, this is a live recording, a raw recording of the Boostly podcast. They are on uh, season six, episode eight or nine now. Uh, I, do, I do forget where we are actually in this, all this. Um, but what we're going to be doing tonight is I'm going to be chatting to Sally Kemba. We're going to be talking all about um, documenting your business startup and the the pros and cons of doing so. Um, now, the reason why I asked Sally to help me out on this episode is because I've been following and tuning into uh, Sally's podcast, which is the Service Accommodation Secrets podcast, which is really good because, like what Sally is really good at, is documenting her journey. Um, and then we're going to go into what Sally did before service accommodation and, and short stay accommodation. We're going to go through all of that. And um, we've got a, a pretty decent, I got a pretty decent episode lined up. So if you want to, you can tune on in. Um, this is going to get packaged all up afterwards and I'm going to put it together and we're going to turn it into a podcast episode for Boostly. It's going to get, the video is going to get edited and we're going to do all of that. Um, one thing I will want to say is that whilst recording this episode, please come in and say, hi, I won't be answering any questions live. It's purely a case for you just to tune in and, and find out more about Sally and, and the podcast. Uh, but afterwards, if you want to find out more about Sally, about the podcast, about what she's doing, um, she will come in on this live and sort of answer any comments later in the comment section below. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start the episode like I say, feel free to tune on in. Um, and if anybody wants to find out more afterwards, you just go to boostly.co.uk forward slash podcast. All right. So if everybody is ready, Sally is ready. So we're going to, we're going to get started. Okay. Welcome to the Boostly podcast. We are on season six, episode eight. And in this episode, we are going to talk all about documenting and why you should document your your business startup and the pros and cons of doing so. And in this episode, I reached out to somebody that I've been following for quite a while now. Um, this lady has documented her business startup in the form of 
audio and in the form of a podcast. And it's uh, has really helped me when I wanted to find out more about service to accommodation. Obviously, my background is hospitality, it's bed and breakfast, it's, it's cottages. Um, and when I've wanted to research more into service accommodation, which is the theme of this season of the Boost Hospitality podcast, I, like I say, I reached out to a few people and um, I got onto tuning into Sally's podcast episodes. What I like really about what Sally does is that, she, like I say, she documents the start and the pros and the cons and, and what she's trying and things that she's trying. And I've picked up a couple of tips that I can put into my hospitality business. So I'm really looking forward to getting her on, on this episode. So before we start, before we start going into the questions, I just want to bring in Sally, I just want to say hi and welcome. If you can just take a couple of minutes just to explain more about you, about your journey into um, short stay accommodation and service accommodation, where you are in the world and just a little bit more. And, and yeah, hi Sally, welcome to the show. Hi, good to be here. Thanks for asking me, Mark. Lovely. So yeah, so just introduce yourself, um, where you are in the world and yeah, just let us know a little bit more about you, please, if you could. Yeah, sure. So uh, I live in West Sussex and operate five service departments and rent to SA in Red Hill in Surrey, so in the southeast of the UK. And I've only been doing it about a year and a half or a bit longer um, and was completely new to it. Um, really came in through property, which I was new to um, until about two years ago, really. So. It's all been a learning curve, and um, I'm actually an artist by vocation. That's my real thing that I really love doing. And in fact, I do rent my art to our SA units as well. So my screen prints and paintings are on the wall. Uh, so I really love doing that. And my husband works with me as well. He tends to be on the technical side in the background, making things work like the internet. <laughs> always good <laughs> and uh, I don't know all sorts of things doing with the systemization he's brilliant with as well so awesome. yeah that's where we are now lovely so what made you get into property like you say you're, you're a budding artist um, you uh, have, have been involved in, in that for, for quite a while what was the, the, the sort of the jump and what made you go down this route of short stay accommodation Okay, so really, in terms of, well, property isn't property at all, is it service accommodation? It's hospitality, which is what you're in. But uh, we did property training together, um, as I say, just a couple of years or so ago, we started. Peter had done some property training before that, but we were both keen to kind of look at ways to become more financially independent and service accommodation seemed like a good way to have a cash flowing strategy and you know you can combine it well with property as well so did lots of training and all different types of property strategies and then uh, started off with this one and you know we've got other things going on as well but um it's yeah really the journey to be financially independent because I actually haven't had a proper job I'm kind of unemployable I don't know <laughs> this is artist temperament maybe I don't know but I really like working with people and you meet all sorts of interesting people and I, I actually quite enjoy property as well but haven't done much else with it I, there are lots of other things I'd like to do as well amazing so 
uh, you, you touched upon it there. You've done a lot of training. Um, yeah. And there are a ton of companies out there who offer yeah. property training and essay training. So which one did, did you go with and, and why did you choose to go with that, that, that company? Okay, so with Progressive Property, we did a basic kind of masterclass, which was all about vitalettes and just an intro into property because we have our own residential property and have done braiders but you know just the whole business of, of being in property we learned initially with them and then we carried on with them because I really like their ethos and they give a lot of content actually and uh, it's then the, the step is to then put it into action but yeah they have a have a lot of really good trainers and very inspiring we met loads of really Bad people, you know, they're not just into property, they're into all sorts of really interesting things. And there's a whole network with progressive property and, and lots of great people. So, you mentioned um, when it comes to doing, you know, they, they give you all the help and whatnot. And you've, you've yeah. obviously done the training and you did the service accommodation training. And like I say you've done property because you've got different things going on and, and different, mm. different assets. So, we're going to focus just on the service accommodation part. Yeah. Uh, what did you find? was the biggest hurdle from doing the training to then actually getting in and getting started okay so to be accountable was a good thing because we did like a three-day training and then we did a mastermind for six months which was good because we were looking for a rent to essay um rather than purchasing um and it just seemed to take forever to find a property and I don't know how much of that was procrastination fear and you know stepping out of, of the norm should we say um, and the fact it just was a bit problematic problematical so I'd go and see agents and say too much um, or I'd go and say not enough and we did different role plays together because it just wasn't kind of working and then finally um, we met some developers who were freeholders who've been going for quite a long time in our area and they um, are the guys we're still working with and they're brilliant so um, yeah it just took a long time to find property really but I think it's also a big mindset thing um, I'm quite into different mindset aspects and exploring all of that um, I'm quite spiritual really I think mindset is huge it's kind of everything really because without the right attitude you just don't do anything really yeah and um so i think that was key and also if we hadn't been accountable i think it would have been easy to kind of drift off and and not do anything yeah is there a large from, from what you've seen and from other people that you've been on the courses with and kept in contact with and all the groups you may be a part of have you have you seen that the, the, the ratio of the people that go on the actual courses to actually do something, is that high or is that low like from, 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 what, you've, from what you've seen and from, from what you've witnessed? Mm, probably from the actual like, initial course, it's probably fairly low in a way because some people are trying it out to see if they like the idea of it. They do their numbers and they think, well, now I can't see it working. But from the mastermind, I think actually a lot of people did implement it. There were very few who didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that that was really high. That's probably 90%, I would say, is really high on the mastermind. So, um, But I found, and um, you might be going to ask me this, but with the, with the learning, when you learn all this stuff in theory, it's all fine. But then when you go and do it for real, it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
so yeah that's why I started the podcast really that's a, a nice little segue into the podcast <laughs> so um there are a lot of podcasts out there there's tons of podcasts out there if you if you, if you look at them but um you sort of went down a, a different tactic of sort of documenting your journey, what you did well, what you did wrong, which is, I love that by the way, that you document the failures as well as the successes and you just sort yeah. of brought it all in nicely. So go back to episode one or the planning stage. You were at, at what part of your journey were, were you on the course at this stage or is this the mastermind that you thought about doing this? When did all of this come together? Why did you start doing it? And, mm. and sort of explain. Well, because as I said, I like progressive. So I've done quite a lot of training courses with them. And one of them is actually a podcasting course. <laughs> and it was when Rob Moore was um, presenting it because um I wouldn't really necessarily have thought of it otherwise. I do listen to them anyway. And it's, I don't know, just when you're in a group and you kind of got ideas bouncing off each other, I thought, well, what have I learned? And what am I doing? I'm doing service accommodation. I think there's a huge um, gap between the learning and the doing. So I thought to help people, um, it would just be really good to do that. But I had been up and running for a year, yeah, already by then. And I'll have to admit, it took me six months to actually start the podcast because I was I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. No, that's fine. I mean, that's absolutely common with a lot of people. Like even doing something like this, you know, chatting and yeah. being live is, is 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 a big step to make. Um, and obviously, when you you've got the idea of a podcast and, and actually getting from A to B is is a big step. But what was what made you do that jump? What made you go? You know okay, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to see what happens. Well, I think I really like helping people is my key thing. So I thought, well, I can't really do that if I hide somewhere. Um, Nobody will know what I'm doing and I can't help them. So I was really, uh, what I was actually concerned about is people thinking I was going to come across as an expert, if you like. So it's much more a commentary and, as you say, documenting what I'm doing because I'm quite new to it. There are loads of people with lots of service departments, service accommodation unit, you know, they've got really big companies and they could easily do something like that and, you know, a, a presentation or lives and they know so much more than me. But I think what I was um, feeling would be valuable for people is for people who are fairly new or, um, started quite recently that are going to help them and share the fact that it's not all amazing because you know you see a lot of the hype and how fabulous it is but there's also the downside and it's how you solve all those different problems and things as well yeah. uh, and so what made me take the leap was really there's no point doing all this training and and wanting to help people if you just don't do it so I just actually started doing Facebook lives in order to launch the podcast because I thought you know with the podcast you can just sit behind a microphone can't you and not be visible but I thought well if I do a weekly live then everybody will see what I'm talking about what I'm doing in my business so there's two things there a it means I'm saying I'm going to do a podcast therefore I have to because I'm doing Facebook live and then be um it means that you know I'm sharing information on what I'm doing in my business so it keeps me accountable and actually better in my business I think because I'm talking to people about it um and it helps them what I like as well is that's repurposing content so by going live on Facebook you take that 
and um, explain to me the process. So you go live on Facebook and you do your episode. What are the next steps from them getting it where it's on iTunes, for example, or insert podcast? Uh, uh, okay, so yeah, sure. We've got a uh, platform called Omni Studio, and I think you can have up to uh, four channels on there with the with the um, setup we've got. Yeah. And so you can either just record. So I've got a Zoom recorder and you can have, um, you know, we've got a C1 microphone, which looks like a traditional kind of microphone. So I tend to have that set up if I am just at home or at the apartments or somewhere where I can set up the equipment as well, um, as well as my phone recording the live, because that has better audio than my phone. Yeah. Uh, so if I've got a Zoom recording as well, then um, I did start off with an outsourcer actually because I just needed to get going. And my husband Pete, as I said, he's very technical and he said, Oh, I'll edit it for you. It's like, okay. And of course, he's a really busy man. And it's like, I'm never going to get started. So I found um, an audio editor who um, put together my first six episodes. It, it's really good to have six episodes sort of in the bank. So when you launch, people have got something to listen to. So he helped me do that. And then um, he probably edited it more than we do now. So when I said hi to people in the lives, he'd edit that out. Um, and I've got an intro and an outro. So we basically, um, we're supposed to have five seconds of silence, but I find silence a bit of a challenge. Um, so <laughs> then we basically have the intro and the outro put on the end of the audio of a Facebook Live most of the time. Nice. Um, sometimes yeah. I do an extra section for more information yeah so you record it you now just i mean so you've got this thing was it called omni channel what was it is that like a software omni studio omni yeah studio. omni studio so basically you record the episode it goes straight into there and yeah. then it goes off and it appears on itunes Simple. yeah itunes stitcher and spotify there you go. So you, you can be... Oh, I'm on Spotify. That's <laughs> very exciting. So uh, on any Amazon Alexa, you know, I, I discovered this the other day, that Boostly Podcast is now on Spotify. Um, so I was able to impress my my, my, seven, my six-year-old, sorry, and my, and my three-year-old by putting on the Boostly Podcast, which was, which was a lot of fun. So yeah, now <laughs> you're, you're, you're there as well, which is, which is amazing. And like I say what I like about it, what, the way you do it, is it, it repurposes content. So instead of having to go, right, so I'm going to do a Facebook Live and I'm going to record separate audio, another task, another time, I can do yeah. this and you've got all of that. And then if you wanted to, then you could. Um, so what I do is there's a, there's a really cool little app called Otter, otter.io. Uh, Jessica oh. Lorimer introduced me to this and this is a, a transcription tool. And what I then do with this is I run the podcast through there. It transcribes it all. So then we've got a blog post. Um, so again, it's just repurposing content. So you've got more and more things that you can do. Yeah. And again, it keeps it evergreen, which is really cool. Because then when people are searching on Google search, for example, it can then come up in the, in the, in, in the future, which is, which, which, is, which is great. So no, I, I really do like it. Um, now, you mentioned somebody very, um, very briefly, Rob Moore. 
Mm -hmm. So for those of you people who are watching and tuning in, and there will be a lot of people who don't know who Rob Moore is, can you just give a little bit of background of, of who he is and what he does? He seems like he's got fingers in a lot of pies with property and <laughs> podcasting and all the things that are going on. So just for people who don't know, just to try and explain to me a little bit more about who Rob Moore is. Okay, so he and his partner, Mark Hamer, um, own and run Progressive Property and they have other companies so unlimited success as well and that's more of a sort of amazon business um and he has a couple of podcasts as well disruptive entrepreneur and the money podcast and i don't know i like rob quite a lot i resonate with him quite a lot he um was an artist and a failed artist by his own admission sorry rob um but <laughs> He's really interesting because he said he was um, arrogant and you know didn't like uh, people like um, Tracy Emin, you know, and Damien Hurst, who was so successful in art, and he just thought it was all wrong and he didn't know anything about sales. He didn't charge enough, and honestly, I can resonate quite a lot with that because actually I um, did a degree and did commercial illustration but I've always just loved art and it, it's um, one of those things where I don't know artists are supposed to starve in, in a garret and then when they're dead everybody buys their art that's the thing that I bought into which is not right <laughs> I don't like it and uh, so that kind of aspect of him I really resonated with and I've seen him speak at quite a few events because we've done mentoring with them um, progressive as well as I say, you know, just to keep the kick up the backside, to keep things going. And um, just, he's really into the whole mindset aspect as well, which I really enjoy. Mm. So the thing I went to at the weekend was a mindset and money event, and he's just written a book called I'm Worth More. And it's really fascinating, you know, what you believe you can do, you can do whereas if you don't have the belief or you don't have the imperative to do things to drive you forward you're not likely to do them and I don't know I think people like that are very inspiring and, and sometimes when you're having a really bad day and you think you know this is such a pain you could just go and get a job and that's the kind of thing they were talking about at that weekend I went to the, the mindset and money event is when you're an entrepreneur when you've got your own business you have a different set of challenges than somebody who um, decides oh yeah I'm going to go and work for somebody else um, but you know it's on your terms isn't it so I think that's the great thing about it and uh, Rob's very much an ideas person so he has a lot of different things he starts podcasts being one of them and they do all sorts of events um, at Progressive all the time. And he's got a bit of a reputation for being heavy on sales. And I was at the super conference that they did recently with Grant Cardone in London as well. And there were quite a lot of sales there. But some really interesting people speaking as well. So you do get a huge amount of content and learning as well. So, you know, you can sit on your hands and not get your credit card out and learn a huge amount. But I think their mission is global financial freedom, which I think is pretty awesome. And so I think coming from that place of really caring about people and what they can achieve, I think, well, the selling's okay. It's fine. 
<laughs> I can live with that. The more uh, you, so, uh, yeah. the, the more you talk about Robin, how much you relate to him, I can totally see why you went with Progressive to do your yeah. original courses because you know, being a fellow painter, talking about mindset, two things that you're really big on and I can totally see why now did you do a lot of research into Rob and Mark before you went with progressive or was it a recommendation I mean how did you come to choosing them to be the ones that you did your see. training with uh, honestly it's a bit weird because um probably lots of people watching listening and read rich dad poor dad uh, which we read a long time ago and did training with other people so I also trade forex that's another thing I like doing and I'm doing a thing with another guy Dylan Denitra which is market mastery at the moment and that's all about um, not just creating wealth for um, myself and my family but also people beyond that so starting to contribute to sustainable UN goals and things like that so more legacy creation but years ago, I did training with another company in Forex and I supported um, people in a group because I like helping people. I was a bit involved in things. Um, and Pete did some property training, but kind of went a bit pear-shaped. But my cousin, who's a bit younger than me, we got him into property and then he dragged Pete, my husband, off to Progressive for a discovery day from which Pete rang me and said we have to start learning properties and that was a couple of years ago so it was like this weird circle of <laughs> things yeah. that happened um, so on that, day, my cousins, on that day Pete firmly didn't have his hands on his uh, bum <laughs> bum on his hands, no. sorry. <laughs> hands was out and he got started okay cool so yeah, I, and you see what I do I'm nice not really bad on sales but I love shopping so I do tend to yeah yeah, no, I totally get it. So, and, and it makes sense because this is where you are now and you've got, like I say, you've got the five properties, you've got lots of other things going on. And like I said, the, the podcast has been um, been part of that. So we've teased it long enough. What is your podcast? How can people find it? Do we have a link? How can people sort of find out more? Uh, there'll be lots of people watching this who maybe at right at yeah. the very start of their podcast journey, but maybe people who are a year, two years in, but you know, podcasts are fantastic because they can listen to it in the car. You can listen to it, you know, in transport, you can listen to it when you're doing the dishes. They're a great medium part of contact content that you can, you can listen to. So tell us a little bit more about the podcast. How can people find out more? Okay. So my podcast, you can literally, um, we'll give the link, but you can literally search for service accommodation secrets on um, iTunes in there or on your phone, just search it up or Stitcher or Spotify and I think I'm on episode 36 or thereabouts and I started off with an introduction to service accommodation but then into different areas like you know people have trouble with different areas and suggested that they need help with pitching to agents which I needed help with early on so I know the downsides you know how you can say too much put them off or not say enough um, and things like uh, you're setting up your service department and having different methods so you don't overspend, you know, inventory, things like that. Um, researching areas, doing your due diligence so you know you're in a good area, the things that you need to have nearby. Yeah. And uh, the type of client that you want to attract, you know, what kind of guests do you want? Do you want contractors? Do you want sort of corporate guests, which is what we 
kind of aim at or are you high-end all those kind of things so there's a lot of practical stuff to do with setting up but then as you said I have quite a lot of episodes where I'm just talking about what's happened in the week yeah and sometimes weird stuff goes on <laughs> and we do things like interview cleaners and have trial shifts and I talk about all those kinds of things so if somebody's thinking of setting up service accommodation I'd suggest starting at the beginning with the intro if you're already in service accommodation and you've got different issues that happen from time to time um yeah there there are already lots of different subjects in there that, mm. that could help and I'm always happy to have feedback on other areas that I could cover because people said to me well how can you just keep doing a weekly thing you know surely not enough happens it's like well it does <laughs> and it's always learning growing and you know how to expand and which uh, is the life of hospitality like you said right at the very very start I think a lot yeah. of people when they get into service accommodation or property and they they go down this magical route and uh, of uh, of service accommodation rent to rent to essay as you call it and it's like right amazing yeah. we get the property we do all the hard work <laughs> we get the sign off from the landlord we, we do the property up and then it's shit we have to get people in and then it's like, okay, so where do we go? How do we do it? What do we do it? You've managed to get a few first booking. You get your channel manager sorted, whoever that may be. You get listed on all the sites. You do all the work. And you get people through the door. And then the hard work begins. And I think that's what mm. people just do not understand is that when you get people through yeah. the door, that's not the easy bit. That's the hard part because anything can happen. And like you said, this is where you keep getting weekly content is because everything can happen. And yeah. this is what I love about, your podcast is that you document this and you show this and you put it out there in, you know, it's not heavily edited. You don't hide, um, you know, hide away from the things that aren't going well. You document it well, which is, which is what I love because my big problem with a lot of these salesy events is that they only sell the dream. They talk about passive income and this other thing that I've had yeah. no money down and and this is the thing that so many people don't get and coming from a hospitality point of view and from the hospitality community which is my Facebook group and and um is that every single day and every single week in there we have something called the, the Tuesday rant and we we talk about <laughs> the things that go wrong and there are so many things that go wrong and this is why yeah. the inspiration for doing this whole series talking to yourself and talking to so many people from this from the accommodation world and the service accommodation world is just to sort of go well these are the sort of things that can go wrong and these are the sort of things that property people can can do and learn from from the hospitality but like i said in other episodes there's so many things that people in the service accommodation do so well that hospitality people can learn from as well so thank you so much for coming on today um now you mentioned about before we leave you've mentioned that uh, you like to get feedback and you like people to contribute to future episodes and you do this for a facebook group how can people find that facebook group Okay, so my Facebook group is Service Accommodation Secrets Group. Um, it's probably easier to just have in the description the actual address, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, people can ask to join it because um, I did by mistake add people, which is a big no-no, isn't it? But I do also have a page with the same name, Service Accommodation Secrets, but all just search up my name because I yeah. post property stuff on my own page and Service Accommodation stuff on my own page. So that's the best place to start. We've got a Sally Kemba. Go into Facebook search, type that in. If you're listening to this um, on the podcast and you want to find out more, go to facebook.com 
type in uh, the search Sally Kemba and she'll come up and then from there you'll be able to find the group, the podcast, uh, pretty much anything you want. So Sally, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, really, really appreciate it. And I'm sure that everybody You're listening welcome. will, will uh, want to find out more. Like I say, if you want to find out more about Sally, please, please, please head over to Facebook. Type in Sally Kemba. Kemba is K-E-M-B-E-R. From there, you can find the group, you can find the podcast and everything else uh, that Sally contributes. And thank you so much for listening today. And I'll speak to you all very, very soon. Sharing the secrets of success.